Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. How are we lads? Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, uh, Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do you? Pope Francis here, Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Hello folks, how do? Up Mayo, up Mayo to you wherever you're listening to this podcast, wherever you are in the world right now, and up Mayo to my dear comrade, Fat Larry Kilcallan, he sits beside me at the moment, Fat Larry, how do? And up Mayo, and Mayo do 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 I suppose is the sentiments I'd like to express at this early stage in the podcast. Get them in there nice and early, TJ, good evening to all the Mayo inbreds. Hope you're all keeping well. Apologies, it's been so long since we've been on the airwaves discussing Mayo football with you. You would like to think that after four or five weeks away now, we'll have an absolutely jam-packed show lined up for you this evening, and you would be absolutely right. We're going to discuss all of the usual topics, of course, a lot of you know, scandal going on, and I suppose with things going so well for the Mayo team at the minute, you can only expect that there's going to be a massive block in the road coming up very soon. So hopefully we might be able to preempt some of those scandals, which no doubt will be rearing their heads very, very soon. Because things have been going far too well, TJ, for the last number of weeks. That was going to bring me on to my first question, Fat Larry. What's the mood like in the camp? And of course... I'm referring to the Mayo or back camp, as it were. Nothing to do with the Mayo GA team at, as of yet. We'll save that for later on the podcast. What's the overall feeling and the vibe in the Mayo or back camp right now? Well, I know from myself, TJ, from my point of view, I, I think I found so far in 2022, I've come to the realisation just how fucked my head is um, from following this Mayo football setup or whatever you want to call it at this stage. Like on the face of it, we're four rounds into the National League. We've had three wins and a draw. Um, technically in all games that are away from home. I know playing at home has never been particularly advantageous for us as a county. So maybe it is better that we're on the road. But isn't it quite an unusual position to be in that with seven points on the board and top of Reinehain of the Shra Alliance League that none of us can be completely satisfied or happy with what is happening with this Mayo team because, you know... We, unless it's an All-Ireland, and I know it sounds very selfish of me here, but I just can't settle at all. You know, something, just, something's just not right for me now at the minute. It's kind of a talking point that splits the camp, as it were. You know, you have a lot of people saying that this game against Kerry, it's going to be a game for the ages. And if we win this, we're setting ourselves up for all Arnold glory. But me personally, I think this game against Kerry, it's a chance to do a little bit of shadow boxing. I'd go down there now and I'd play as weak a side as you could imagine, Fat Larry. I'd hand it to them on a plate. If we look at what Tyrone did last year, they got the tactics spot on at this stage. They went down to Kerry and were on the receiving end of a right rip so they were if the Mayo boys could take that mentality with them this weekend I think it could stand to them but that's just my opinion I could be wrong on this one I was wrong once before absolutely we have been wrong on this podcast over the last number of years on the odd occasion to be fair I think we have to hand, hold our hands up there and say that you know that has happened um, but in the same breath Fat Larry to give ourselves an awful lot of credit as well yeah. I would say there has been a number of occasions where we were in fact correct. Of course, of course. And I mean, when you talk the sheer, you know, volume and quantity of shit that we do, you know, the old phrase of throwing the shit at the wall and hoping that something sticks is is a phrase I think that very much sums up this operation very, very well. And looking at this particular wall, Fat Larry, there's almost no room left on it for any shit to stick. It's almost entirely saturated with shit it at the is, moment. Yeah. But that's what it's you get when you are... Mayo's premium Gaelic Athletic Association podcast to the fore on all of these cutting edge issues. I know this podcast you can pay for. There's other podcasts that are out a little bit more regularly than this one. But to come out all guns blazing for the 2022 season, I'd like to suggest that both of those podcasts are pure shite. And the only place you'll be getting your information for the rest of the league and for the rest of the championship at large is here live on the Mayo Are Back podcast. And I think it's, you know... A measure of how 
you know, popular and how loved we are amongst the Mayo GA footballing fraternity that the whole lot of us, you know, successfully managed to lose the password for the all the accounts and log out for a number of weeks. And we just managed to go back in to find, you know, that these basically half-cracked pot Mayo supporters are there essentially talking to themselves. You know, we were opening up, you know, all kinds of, you know, disturbing and some, you know, enjoyable you know, photos and opinions from Mayo supporters, you know, maybe four or five weeks after they were sent in. So it's amazing to see that the appetite and the thirst for whatever this is we're doing, um, you know, it's it's amazing to see the interest that these people have. It doesn't fade, Fat Larry. These people, they're one of the most, I suppose, abused and oppressed races of people you can think of, Mayo supporters. Yeah. We carry around the emotional baggage of years and years of lost finals and the trauma that we bear on these shoulders every day of our lives. But, you know, when it comes right down to it, we're very, very willing to put that all to one side and completely and utterly lose the run of ourselves in order to get behind this Mayo team again. And I'd like to point out this observation. We're losing the run of ourselves much earlier this season than in other years. I know I myself personally have been watching back old matches. I've been up till two or three o'clock in the morning, shaking in the bed. And, you know, that's the way I like it. And normally I'm doing that in August, September when the the weather is hot. But, you know, the the sheets will be sticking to you during the summer, but they'll be sticking to you this time of year as well, Fat Larry, when you're up that late watching Mayo matches. Very true. And, you know, I feel that with the, the nature of the, the the current season and the way it's been laid out, you don't really have time, you know, to feel your way into it or feel yourself up, you know, when it comes to watching this Mayo team. You know, you're going to have to get, you know, you're going to have to get both hands on and, you know, shake shake it good nice and early because, you know, the, the National League, we're up to round five, you know. Ryan Akuig. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Akuig of Shrat Ryan Ahane. And, you know, you're talking about, a massive Connacht Championship clash against Galway wherever that might happen to be it might be in the Dome it might be in Crow Park it might be God knows where but that game is going to be very very quickly coming around and you know Mayo fans are going to get going to have to get themselves up going to get have get themselves hard and ready you know because that game is going to be coming around very very soon Absolutely Fat Larry those sediments are totally echoed on my behalf and that's that's all I can say on that particular matter now the agenda is is you know it's 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 bursting at the gills it's fair to say um we have an awful lot to get through and i suppose that's because you know we've been you know doing a lot of thinking and a lot of you know i suppose collating you know a lot of things that have happened with this mayo team over the last number of weeks now it wouldn't be in our you know you know it might be a common approach for us but i suppose we could at this stage maybe discuss you know, how Mayo have got on, possibly, in the first four rounds of the National League? Would we be able to stretch ourselves to making a comment on what has actually happened on the field of play? I think so, Fartler. I think at this venture, that's actually a very good idea. I know that you are a sucker for detail, along with some of our listeners at home. So they'll be very keen to hear your analysis of how those first couple of games went. I suppose, personally, myself, I'm very drawn to talking about the Dublin match in particular. Mm. I feel that was one where we really showed our stuff. We we grabbed the game by the stuff and we stuffed it down Dublin's throats in the second half. And that was exactly the type of stuff that I wanted to see from this Mayo team on this particular instance. Who caught your eye that night, Fat Larry? Or, you know, as it were, who 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 may who was very easy on the eye for you that night? There was an awful lot of things that I witnessed in Crow Park that even that, you know, as a as a keen footballing enthusiast, you know, I would have to assume that, you know, Mayo did a lot of things very, very well. I was extremely, you know, manifested all the way through that game. The weather didn't seem to, to put me off. And not to mince, you know, my words here, TJ, or, you know, to, to beat around the bush here, I think we absolutely... Sh- Duck it up the arse of Dublin mm. um, that evening in Crow Park, mm-hmm. and we gave them an awful riding altogether, mm-hmm. um, which has been coming. I think they've been, you know, they've been asking for it for a while. You know, they've been, you know, rubbing us up the wrong way now for for quite a while. You know, they've been very very quick to beat us when we're down, and you know, it's nice to see that we've managed to shut them up for a little while, and it's looking like very much so that. 
Dublin are going to be slumming it out in Shradho of the Allianz League in 2023 and I you know I feel they're they're no loss you know they're they're not it's not a game you know that we enjoy playing you know at this stage they're just a team that we just have to take care of and beat and I think we did it very well that evening I certainly won't miss them when they're gone Fat Larry they were comprehensively and roundly bet by us that night and as they have been in many of their games and you were saying to me off the record and I hope you don't mind us putting this on the record as it were but you have a sneaky suspicion that when they do get relegated down to Division 2-2-2 their manger and their whole mangership ticket which includes Wedgie Farrell could be in for a little bit of a surprise sacking, a little bit of a, a mid-season oust. You know, we would only love to see it. It's not something that is, you know, it's not something that happens in the GA particularly often. You know, it's more akin to what you might see in, in the Barclays Premier League or in the Serie Premiership. A or, you know, over across the pond there. Um, the Coca-Cola Championship, for example, you know, managers would be sacked there, you know, on the daily. But it's not something that we've done here in the GA. But I feel it would be fitting that if a manager was to be sacked mid-season, it would be this Dublin juggernaut that would be, you know, victim of such an event. Because I feel, you know, the way they have, you know, promoted themselves and built themselves up over the last number of years, you know, they weren't you know, in tune with the amateur ethos of the association whatsoever. And I think there's plenty of, you know, listeners there from Mayo and from further afield who are very, very satisfied with what they have, you know, witnessed from Dublin this year. And speaking of being satisfied, I suppose it brings me back to your original question. I was very satisfied that night up in Crow Park. And, mm. it's, you know, one thing that really caught my eye, TJ, was some of the fresh meat that was on um that was on show like obviously these guys are very very easy on the eye and it's it, you know that's great but it's it's lovely to see as well that these guys are able to to back it up um with you know really strong performances like you know you have guys there like Dunnikin McHugh um you know he, he doing all sorts of things to um Mayo supporters sitting in the stands what about Sam Callihan oh you know this guy it's you you know you have to be careful you know you have to be careful when you talk about Sam Callan you know he's 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 just about over age so you know you have to you know have to you know really tread lightly when you're when you're when you're discussing that but you know seeing as this guy is still you know merely a laddie you know in the sense that he is still in in in, in secondary school so you know, but it's very, very encouraging to see a guy like him competing at the level he's at. I suppose what we're saying to Mayo fans at large is just tread carefully on that one because, you know, you can never be sure of these situations. We've talked about it in the past, I suppose, the the beautiful symbiotic relationship that we have where we keep getting older and fatter and yeah. more deluded in the mind. But these guys, they just keep coming out. They keep, uh, James Horan keeps birthing this... He seems to have a, a never-ending womb with Mayo players that can, you know, come out and come straight onto that team and make their impact. Look at Jack Carney, for example, the young Kilmina Maverick. Fine guy. And I mean, you know, lovely to see, you know, a, a young Mayo player coming through with a fine, big head of ginger hair. You know, I think definitely there's been a void there over the last couple of years, ever since Ricky Feeney and, you know, Tom Kniff. Well, what the about even another fine red-haired player? What about um, his comrade, Aiden Horn? He's the Knockmore Aiden Horn uh, oh, stalwart yeah. this season. Yeah, you know you have to say, been really impressed by him. You know it, it's not easy for a young corner forward to come in, and you know he gave his fair share of you know maybe shite performances early on. Look, it's not easy on him. He came in last year and made his debut in an All-Ireland final. And coming from Knockmore as well, you know, you'd have to suggest that this guy must have something about him because we know what James Horan's opinions are of players from that particular neck of the woods. So you'd have to say that this guy has got something something going on. Um, yeah, and, and I'd say it's not, it's not the only Horan we'll be seeing in Crow Park this year. Forgive me now, Fatlari, I hope I'm not overstepping my mark now, but I got a quick glimpse at your extremely detailed notes there, and it says, uh, from what I can gather, that you want to do power wankings. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. So that is actually number number six on the agenda, but you know the way these things go with these with these podcasts, they can 
you know, they, they seem to take on a life of their own. You know, the agenda is there, but it's only a bit of a, a template. But we were um, we were going to do our power rankings. We were going to, you know, rank the new Mayo players and we we're going to rank them in order, um, you know, based on, you know, how they've been performing so far this year. And and just to, to start it off, I suppose, I, I think number five and I hope if we start at five we'll have enough players to work our way up to number one but I'm going to go for it anyways and say that number five I think has been you know very very good this year for Mayo now and that has been um, Jack Carney been very very good yes so fact Larry I am nodding my head in agreement here for the listeners at home who won't see this I am I'm nodding my head in in fierce agreement at that I suppose I was very impressed with uh, Frank Carney in the Dublin game where visually I was very very impressed with the way he played but I suppose I didn't get a chance to see the Armagh game but hourly I, hourly I was listening to that game and I was very impressed with his overall hourly performance mm-hmm. yeah and I suppose that would bring us on then to number four another guy who's been very very good now has been Gabriel Irwin um, mm-hmm. you know really good there got off to a rocky start against Armagh came in for his debut and goal got lobbed early and um, but recovered well after that, so fair play to Rory Byrne for that. Um, you know, I think definitely Frank Irwin has got a massive future. Um, then number three, number I three. think, um, Donica McHugh. Um, you know, really, you know, really good. You know, I see a lot of similarities between Donica McHugh now and uh, Castlebar Mitchell's legend, Donald Vaughan. You know, oh. just the way they play the game and... The way they, you know, are so physical and so, you know, really big and strong and, Fabulous. you know, kind of make it very, very difficult for Mayo supporters to concentrate on the the, the core fundamentals and skills of the game. I know um, the comparisons are there with himself and shoes, definitely, Fat Larry. But would you say he's more likely to get sent off in an All-Ireland final in the future or would he be more likely to leave the Castlebar Mitchells and transfer to, a, a, frankly, a more successful club? Well, you'd hope that he wouldn't go down that route. Like, And I think from so far you can see he seems like he seems like a nice guy. Like, I suppose we can only hope that he's not a guy that you'd love your sister to bring home to your old lady. You know, you'd <laughs> hope that there's a bit of... There's a bit of a tug in him. You'd hope there's a bit of Killian in him somewhere or Donald Vaughan there for that matter. Um, because that's what we need, you know. We need to see these young guys coming in with a bit of a bit of sass and a bit of attitude. And, you know, from, from early doors, it looks like these guys seem to have... Um, they have the stuff downstairs, if you will. Um, Number two, Fat Larry, uh, the aforementioned, could I predict, Sam Call- Galligan? Yeah, Sam Galligan, definitely, the yeah. The more man. Um, yeah, the man from the man from the uh, the three parishes or whatever the fuck they call it down there. Um, really good. Yeah, you know, um, really, you know, Sam Callan has been really, really excellent for Knockmore over the last couple of couple of years. Um, you know, he's you know been you know, he, this guy can seem to play everywhere. You know, he he plays corner forward and then he's popping up playing wing back. You know, this guy just. He seems to have the the legs to cover the ground to get up and down the field, almost akin to, um, you know, a, a Barry Moore or an Aidan O'Shea. The way he can kind of cover ground and the way he's so mobile. They're players um, that we've badly, badly needed to replace. Fat Larry. A lot of them, when you think of your your semi O'Shea's, your Aidan O'Shea's, your your Barry Moore's, your Vaughan's, you've you've listed them all there. They've all you know gone off into the sunset. They've they've hung up their Mayo boots and they've put on their advertising boots. But we need to replace those lads urgently, physically and every other way. We need strong tall, fine, fabulous male, frenetic fisting footballers right throughout the pitch from number one, right the way up to number 37, 38, 39. Yeah, and you know, if, you, if you're no good for, if, you, if you're not able to model for the metric TJ that I would have always used for, you know, how I'd like my male players to look, like if, if, if you can't model a suit for Eddie Murphy, you know, you're no good in this Mayo team. You know, you gotta you gotta fill it out and you gotta you gotta look fabulous because you have to remember as well there's there's certain stakeholders in Mayo GA and I mean in particularly, you know, uh female Mayo supporters. You know, this is a brand at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just, you know, female Mayo supporters either from from listeners here will know that you don't need to um you don't need to be a female to enjoy watching this Mayo team play as myself and yourself, TJ will 
have to put up our hands and 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 say that we you know we have been guilty from time to time of you know taking it too far or whatever but we won't go there this time but no 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 it's you know, it's, it's no problem of mine to put the hands up or pull the finger out or whichever which way you want me to manifest them I will do that but yeah. I'll happily stand over any comment that's ever been made on this podcast and I'd stand over any Mayo player any day of the week either so um you know, but we're just lucky, I suppose, that James Horan's vision of, you know, what a, a Mayo player looks like is very, very in tune to ours. But that goes back to why we've been so successful here as an organisation over the last couple of years. We've called it right and, you know, that's why we're here and that's why they pay us so much. Fine looking fellas make fine footballers. And that brings us on to number one in Fat Larry's first official power rankings of the season. The fresh meat power rankings. He's taking you through five, four, <sighs> yeah. three and two. Who do you have at number one, Fadari? Because I'm struggling to think of any more debutants. Who do you have there, top of the pile? Well, this guy actually is a guy who I have to put my hand up and say I haven't seen him playing in the flesh yet this year because I, I didn't get to see the Monaghan game. Um, obviously, wasn't televised and didn't get to see the Armagh game as well, which is a, a disgrace in itself. And we could probably... Um, you know, we could probably, I suppose, have a, a podcast in itself to give out about that particular issue. But the the player I have at the top of the power rankings this week as a new up and coming Mayo player is Connor Loftitz, and mm. um, has been one of the standout young players, um, in this Mayo team so far this year. And you know, it bodes really well for us. You know, Cross Malina has been, you know, a very rich. You know, a rich breeding ground, um, you know, very, you know, good quality soil, if you were, for growing Mayo players over the year, you know, years, a lot of, got a lot of good nutrients in the soil and the water down there. And you know who looked after all of that soil, Fat Larry? Pather Gardner. (laughs) He was the one man who used to go out and toil and toil and he'd be turning over soil left, right and centre and the fresh shoots and the fresh roots that are coming through at the grassroots level. Absolutely. You can tell the difference that it's made. And of course you have old MacDonald down there as well, the, the famous... The famous nursery rhyme named after him, old old Kieran Macdonald, who of course is he had a farm, he did, as and, it were, and w- has worked you know tirelessly at grassroots level for many. And on that the farm was Gordon Flynn, and what a season he's having in the heart of midfield in Ab- the engine room. Yeah, absolutely, he's pulling all of the all of my strings, anyways, and I know he's pulling all the strings on the field as well, and hitting all the right notes. Absolutely, and he's keeping his he's keeping his head screwed on, which is great to see. You know, someone must have sat him down, give him a smack on the bum maybe over the winter or just talked a bit of sense into him and important that the referee's head will still be screwed on at the end of full time he won't go up and absolutely Ah, level him that's key that is absolutely key now you love to see the bit of aggression as well sure as I said going back to it you know you want you, you know you want these male players to be bad boys as well and he is definitely one of those you want that mix, Fat Larry, and we can see it now with a few wins under our belt. We have our tails held high between our legs at the moment. Yeah. But you want that combination of that Mayo player, you know, he looks fine, fabulous. But when things, you know, are in the rough and tumble, he is not afraid to play, you know, some absolutely dirty tactics. And you often said, Fat Larry, a Mayo player with a head up his arse is a dangerous, dangerous animal at this time of the season, at any time of the season. Definitely, you know, it's something that you really like to see. You like to see the cockiness. You like to see, um, you know, the cock and the rod. You know, you know, getting right up in in opposition players' faces and, you know, being a right, being a, being a bit of a bastard, really. You know, mm-hmm. and and really, you know, talking a lot of shit, far too much shit for a player who's lost five or six All Ireland finals. But you know, that's. That's what we love about this Mayo team, you know, that the, 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 the lack of success doesn't seem to have affected them whatsoever. And I suppose that brings us on to, you know, scenes that we saw, TJ, we talk about, you know, Mayo players with their heads up their arse. And then you wonder how their heads get up their arse in the first place. And then you see um, the scenes post-game, the post-game scenes from Douglas Hyde Park in County Roscommon um, when the Mayo team were were doing their extra runs after the game and when you see scenes like that you you know it it really makes you question you know it makes you question a lot of things you know a lot of deep and profound questions I but think the, the, the unwellness of some Mayo supporters needs to you know you had to be at, at Hyde Park that Sunday just to 
see and believe how unwell Mayo supporters can be. So we're talking explicitly about the Mayo players who didn't get the required game time under their belts during the 70 minutes taken to the field for a little bit of a workout as it were a little bit of a, a little bit of a warm down or kind of a, a cooling down warm up as it were with plenty of long runs and fabulous strides but they were flanked on either side by dozens and dozens of the heartiest most inbred half-baked Mayo fans you could ever hope to meet in your lives I wasn't there myself but had I been there Fat Larry I'd been right stuck in the middle of that running yeah. alongside Mayo players requesting autographs while they completed the runs yeah and you know you say you would have done it you weren't there TJ on the day but don't worry there were people there who were very much filling your boots and there were a number of inbreds who were doing that exactly after the game but the thing that stood out for me TJ was you know if if it was kids you'd say something but it was the sheer level of men and women 35 plus oh yeah decked head to toe in in Mayo tracksuits you know it's it's unbelievable to to think that you know these people would you know go to such lengths to show their support for this Mayo team and I wouldn't mind you're talking about you know a lot of first team players you could call them still missing through injury and other reasons and then you're talking about the players who didn't even get games like what would happen if you had a first string Mayo starting fifteen out running on a field like you could have people they could have the Mayo tracksuits taken off them at that stage look it's a little money spinning uh, opportunity for the Mayo County Broad I think they'd be foolish and naive if they let this one slip by but just having a night where Mayo fans can pack themselves into the unfortunately unready a Hastings Brokers and Insurance Limited and Friends and Partners Elvery's Mikhail Park Staunton Centre Sport Pitch in Castle Bar in the county town you could pack them in there and you know Whatever the price is, I'd be willing to pay it. I'm sure there's plenty more mm-hmm. half-bakes around yeah, the county yeah. and not wells that would part with their hard-earned cash just for the opportunity to run alongside Aidan O'Shea as he completes his 35% sprint in the cool-down. I think from the Mayo players' perspective, it's very positive because you can imagine yourself, Fat Larry, if you were in their boots, you're running down the pitch, there's a fella on one side of you pulling out of you trying to get a selfie, there's a 13-year-old girl on the other side trying to get your autograph written onto the back of her hand. If you could put up with that kind of pressure on any given night, you could put up with the pressure of, we'll say, John Small and James McCaffrey or or, or Jerry Crowley and Anus, Anus Philbin if they were tackling you. <laughs> Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, you know, that's that's what it's all about. And I think James Horan should be, you know, using inbreds as a tool to help get this Mayo team prepared, you know, because you talk about the Tyrone blanket defence, but there is absolutely nothing in this world that's as suffocating as, you know, a cohort of 50 or 60 half-bakes, you know, 35 plus you know who are you know just i don't know it it's it's very hard to it's very hard to quantify it and very hard to put any sort of level of coherent meaning on it at all but look at that's the world we're living in we're living in in times that you know you're seeing people getting really half baked but look at we warned you at the start of the year you know you're talking about two Shrat alliance campaigns a promotion and a relegation in that time due to covid that mayo fans couldn't attend is it any wonder we're seeing Mayo fans in the state that they are. Like, Mayo have played no home games, which, as we said, is not necessarily a bad thing. We're on the road week in, week out, and we're filling out stadiums all over the country because we have fucking nothing better to be doing, and it's absolutely brilliant to see. Now, talking about pitches, TJ, you, I, I suppose you only glanced across the, the subject there of the, the pitch at Hastings, insurance uh, brokers, um, Castlebar Mitchell's pitch... Um, do you think it's ironic I feel it is that the grassroots aren't growing on this new pitch you know, we, we, we've we sat here for many as a long day and we've slated the county board for mm-hmm. you know not allowing young half-bakes nine or under go out and hit their their, their hurlies or kick their footballs around at half time um, of Mayo games and I think it's you know, it serves the county board right, really, that they're sitting there now waiting for the, the grass to grow. It It is, Fat Larry. It's a deeply ironic scenario, and that's the correct word that you put on it there. I suppose, you know, nobody could have foreseen throughout the, the two years where we had no home matches that this job would need to have been done. I'm glad that they decided to do it at the last minute because I'm yeah. a firm believer that people are always much more productive at the last minute. And if you start a task early, you'll kind of arse around with it and there'll be no kind of there'll be no kind of jizz or even 
there wouldn't even be enough spunk in you to get the task finished. So I always, personally, on a personal level, I like to think, leave things to the very yeah, last absolutely. minute. Absolutely, yeah. That's been the way we've always done it here, off the cuff. Yeah, but I was chatting actually to uh, a well-known uh, farming expert. Yeah, oh, Stephen Cohn? Farmer's Journal. Oh, well, funny you should mention him, yeah. Are you trying to protect his anonymity here? Or are you willing to name and shame oh, who you were chatting not. to? Oh, absolutely not. was chatting to, to Michael Commons of the Farmer's Journal above at uh, the Dublin game and he was you know giving me a lowdown on on how grass grows um, and what's the whole process behind it so I believe that grass requires you know kind of a bit of heat and a bit of a bit of water um you know I think the heat is provided by the sun um and the water is provided from the clouds sure to make the grass grow now unfortunately down in Mayo we have far too much water and uh, not enough heat um, so the grass isn't growing now he did say alright that he had consulted with Pather Gardner actually about how they were going to get this grass the to grow the new male groundsman now the only the only um, hope we have of getting this game played on the pitch in McHale Park as you said is going to be Stephen Cohen um, Stephen Cohen is actually being employed now full time by the county board uh, the bucket of nuts that he was um you know, entrusted with last year to feed the inbreds up at the All Ireland final has now actually been converted into a fertilizer bucket. Um, bucket of 10, 10, 20. 10, 10, 20, yeah. And he is, he, that, that has been put into his training program by the Mayo Strength and Conditioning team. They are actually factoring in two hours of Stephen Cohen running around laterally and sometimes vertically up and down the McHale Park pitch. Uh, shaking a bucket of 10, 10, 20 on the grass in the hope that um, there would be sufficient amounts of it to play a game in a football in a few weeks. Well, do you know what, Fat Larry, when I think back to last year and the, I suppose, the strength and the courage and the bravery that that man showed, in particular in the All-Ireland semi-final, but the way he shook his nuts in Crow Park last year, I think if you can bring that same philosophy to McHale Park during the week, during these wet, wintry evenings, if he's shaking the bucket of fertiliser with the same velocity as he shook those nuts, there's absolutely no way in hell this pitch is not going to be ready. He will single-handedly yeah. drag the grass up over the line. And yeah. he's well able to do no better oh, yeah. man to be able to do oh, yeah, he's two All-Ireland finals winners as captain. And if any man is, is you know experienced enough and, and talented enough to... To you know, to spread the contents of his bag all over the McHale Park pitch. You know, Stephen Cohen is your man. You know, he's the he's the male captain, and he I feel he's really leading by the front, uh, from the front, should I say, in taking over this you know this massive farming job. Now, Fadler, I was talking to a man, and he's from Dublin. Now, I just want to, I suppose, Jen, reflect back on this match one more time before we Please, yeah. finish off the introductory period of this podcast and move on to the much more pressing matters, like looking forward to the future and the little matter of the game versus Kyrie in Austin Stack Park Tralee. But as well as that, and which we are playing a game against Kerry, I'll right, tell you about it in much. a minute. I'm not going to it. We also have to get on the Instagram Q and A, and we're going to hear from some of our heartiest half bakes, our loyal listenership, right around the. Yeah globe the male or back diaspora who are going to tell us how they're feeling but i will say as i was talking to a dub and he says league is league don't be worrying about it we might go down he might win it but it'll it'll mean nothing in the in the in the latter echelons of this year's championship now this fella fat larry he knows absolutely nothing about football he thinks that parnell park is something that you do with your car He's that much of a clueless, clueless dub, so he is. So him saying that to me, I took it as a great insult. Do you have any advice for Mayo fans who might be dealing with this kind of thing? And it mightn't just be dubs, Fat Larry. We have our horrible neighbours in Division 2, Roscommon and Galway, who, who often like to, to punch up, as it were, and they'll be having many's a cut at us now just because our, our tails are held high at the moment. Well, I think, you know, for Mayo fans, you need to try and, and cut out all kinds of contact with anybody who happens to be from, you know, one of our rival counties. Like if, if you're conversing with Dubs or or Kerry inbreds or Tyrone inbreds for that matter, you'd really need to take a good long look at yourself because, you know, nothing, nothing they have to say is any good for you. You know, they're trying to get into your head. And, you know, if we lose the psychological battle on the terraces, you know, we're definitely going to lose it on the pitch as well. Sure. You know, because I think last year now we didn't, cover ourselves in glory at all you know when it came to you know supporting the Mayo team so we're going to have to you know pull our socks up as it were and really you know really do the job now because I think if you look at it you know we're well primed you know there's a lot of 
you know, very unwell Mayo supporters who are at that, you know, peak age, you know, to be supporting Mayo. You know, you want to see your Mayo supporters. Would you, know. you consider yourself to be in your prime years of supporting Mayo, Fatlari? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm I suppose I'm getting near the end of my tether, like so many who have gone before me. Like we can we can all name three or four inbreds who will refuse point blank to travel up to Crow Park for a game anymore you know they'll tell you that they haven't travelled to Dublin since the 96 replay and there's been plenty of people who said that on the day who were you know stood by their word so I think for us we're lucky that we're still not disenfranchised enough to give up on it but you know a couple more All-Ireland finals and, and, and we'll be heading for an early grave in terms of you know supporting this Mayo team is concerned Every man has their breaking point now we haven't come to it yet but as Fat Larry said he's nearly at the end of his tether so I suppose it's time to ramp up the positivity as it were and look forward to the next couple of weeks as a Mayo fan and this game that's taking place in Kerry that Fat Larry has just found out about it's on Saturday evening it's going to be yeah. covered live on the telly Very for good. anyone who's not able or arsed to make the journey down and in this game we're expecting the return of a couple of stalwarts from injury I myself personally have been salivating at the thought of a full forward line comprising of the dock the cock and the rod and I think if we employ Jason Darty, Killian O'Connor and Ryan O'Donoghue in that three pronged formation up top there's very few full back lines in Ireland that would be able to live with that fat lad. absolutely not and when you consider you have those three guys on there you know, doing their thing for for fifty, you know, fifty fifty five minutes, and you can bring on the horn then for the last to replace the cock or the rod. You Once know, the rod has emptied himself, what you're talking about a real three pronged, you know, a four pronged approach there, and um, like obviously we're 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 so upset and saddened by the loss of Tommy Conroy. I haven't listened back to the last podcast it's been so long since we had one I don't even know if he was fit the last time we recorded I assume he was um, but we'd like to send our, our sincere condolences to to Tommy and to everybody in um, Con Cross and the Neil down there I know it's uh, it, it mustn't be easy at all you know we hope now that those down the border they wouldn't get fed up and start going supporting Galway particularly to our friends down in, in Kong there of course who have I suppose, divided loyalties and don't know who to support at the best of times. Um, but there are plenty of, you know, good players there that can that can fill the void that Tommy has left. You know, it's great to see um, Oshin Oshin Mullen um, is, is back playing as well and is doing his stuff really, really well. And Eugene Hessian. Yeah, you know, a, a complete and utter inbred, if ever there was one. And I know he, he deleted all of his old comments to the Mayor back Instagram page that he put up as a, a 15-year-old for fear that he might get dropped from the panel. But Enda, don't worry, we've those screenshots saved very safely and, you know, you never know when they might come back to bite um, just on that topic, Fat Larry, excuse me now for interrupting your point, but just on that topic, we need to tell the listeners about a little bit of a reshuffling of the deck. We're not talking about James Horan cutting from his extended panel, but we are in fact talking about the Mayo are back Instagram following followers, as it were, and the couple of little cuts and little bit of little bit of jigging around that went on during the week. Would you like to inform the fans about that, Fat Larry? Absolutely. Well, as, as any you know, staunch mayor back follower would know that the number sixty nine is one that we we care very deeply for here at the page, and we always like to keep our our, our following at, at at that you know most famous number, number sixty nine. And um, so we got a new couple of new lads on board. You know, I suppose it's it, it comes with a heavy heart that a couple of you know players who have gone before us were were shown the curly finger and. You know, not for the want of trying. You know, those guys gave everything to Mayo, but but times move on, and you have to go and and follow a new breed. And like we were saying at the top there, you know, it's nice to get a bit of a bit of freshness, a bit of vitality, and a bit of youth. And you know, it's it's nice to see now what the, what the youth of today are posting up on Instagram as well. You know, it's 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 nice to get a a fresh perspective on that. So congratulations to any of the new the new lads who have made the cut. Um, you know, obviously, you you achieved quite a lot by getting picked on James Horan's Mayo team, but it pales in significance, um, in in insignificance, I should say, to the honour and the glory it is of making our sixty nine man panel. And um, so, fair play to you for that. It's been it's 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 been a it's been a busy week now. You know, we've um, 
you know it's it's uh it's a full-time job this 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 may or back thing you know and and, and albeit it, it it might get pushed down the agenda from time to time we we take we take it very seriously and i've been doing serious um in-depth analysis on on this Mayo team so far four rounds into the league which we, we may or, or may not get the opportunity to use and, and delve into on this podcast. It might need to be pushed out for another day, as it were. But I suppose, Fat Larry, it's kind of a testament to the podcast that we can cover all the main talking points in just two episodes that another podcast would have to make 10 or 12 episodes about and get people to part with their hard-earned money to listen to. You know, we're able to cover so much ground. We're like a, a Jeremy O'Connor, you know, we're not just running the 5K, we're doing the 13, 14, 15K every game, day yeah. in, day out. And that's a testament to yourself. And I hate to be, you know, doling out self-praise, but with nobody else here to praise us, I feel like it's high time to yeah. compliment ourselves at this venture. Yeah, definitely. Um, like we, <laughs> we, we show up, uh, rightly or wrongly we show up on, on the big days only and we're there when you know need the need is is at its greatest um, and I think these Mayo players could learn an awful lot from me and you TJ you know believe it or believe it not there's, there's a lot of things that, that we do that you, you would hope that a Mayo player of sound mind and body wouldn't um, dream of doing um, you know but there's a lot of things you know we, we have a lot of knowledge there and you know you never know down the line you know, mightn't be under this management ticket, but we could be we could be in there as some in some kind of an advisory or psychological, psychological role. You know, yeah, even sports if, psychology. You never know if if uh, if Pat Holmes was to come back in and take over the Mayo team again. I'm sure there would be a, a, a seat for us at that particular table. I think the ties are good, Fat Larry. I think the Mayo players, in a way, respect what we're doing. And in a much, I suppose, much less real way, we kind of respect what they're doing at times as well. Mm. But, you know, when it comes down to it, how many All-Irelands have we cost this team? Realistically, only one or two, max. The The team may hold their hands up for one or two. The county board may hold their hands up for two or three. But I suppose it's the fan base at large that we've always been quick to say, Fat Larry, it is the fans' fault that we've never won the All-Ireland. It's very much the the attitudes and the, the personas of the fans right throughout the ground, right down into Mayo and into every pub and every town around the county. You know, it's that vociferous level of inbreeding that yeah. causes us to be have such high, high standards and to hold each other to account so much. That's what really fucks us at times, I do believe. Definitely. And just to reiterate what, what TJ said there and echo his sentiments. And as I was listening to that, well thought out um, piece of opinion there from TJ. I just decided that I, I'm not going to comment on the Kerry game today. I've 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 taken my my four pages of notes and tactics and analysis which I've done on the Kerry team, and I fucked it in the bin because we're just not going to have time this evening. And there's no point going there because it's you know it's been it's been done before. We we we've done that, and it's been and it's been you know other podcasts are shiting on about that. On the on a daily basis and charging well for it, so I I think um at this stage now it it might be high time that we got on to the the opinions I feel anyways that matter when it comes to Mayo football and that of course is the opinions of the the small group of Mayo or back supporters who feel the need to. Uh, send us in questions and and opinions um, to our podcast. And, you know we have the height of respect for those, so we're going to get to them now. There was a lengthy list, you know, considering we've been so long away. We we you know it, it's amazing to see the level, the thirst, and the interest that's there, as well as some of the abuse that has been flying our way. There's been you know genuine feedback and comments, and this podcast would be nothing without its loyal loyal listenership. The Mayo diaspora, Mayo are back diaspora right around the county and further afield, as it were. The the long term listeners, the new followers, the Corja Mayo are back. We deeply, deeply love and appreciate you. Anyone who's waiting on one of our Corja Mayo back cards, they will be arriving with you promptly. Just imagine that that card is about to be kicked into you by Stephen Cohn. So, you know, it might be recycled a few times. It might be held out around the middle. It might take a while for it to get into the full forward line. But when it does, when it does, listener, 
that card is going to land right in your bread basket. It'll be stuck to your chest so it will. Such will be the intense accuracy of it. Now, we asked you, Half-Bakes, what your Mayo Fever situation was like at the moment because the mood in the camp has been good. It's been very, very positive. Yeah. Blindly positive, I would say. Falsely optimistic. Yeah. But, Valerie, you, you're wading through the chaff, as it were, and you're having a look at some of the best responses from the Half-Bakes. Well, I'm, I'm wading through the chaff, TJ, but I have to say, to a credit to the Mayo inbreds out there, I, I nearly feel the need to read out every one of these because they, they all deserve their moment in the sun. few of them here, your level of Mayo fever. Niall Kegg says throbbing. Delvin Patricia 09 says very good very mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. Um, we have Nyland 773 he's 1951 degrees you know that's that's quite high if the temperature yeah. is that high I would be getting myself checked out now it's a sure sign that something good is coming down the line but in terms of fever that's a hot hot and heavy Mayo fever but it couldn't be any more hot or heavy than the man who replied and said that he has dyed his pubes green and red now, it's early in the season for that. Whatever about a sheep's wool, to do that to your own self, I suppose it's it's passion. It's, yeah. it's, it's possibly good to see. Well, not to see. It's good to do and to hear about, but it's not something I ever want to see. I don't particularly want to look at it or feel it. So, look, we'll leave that up. Um, we'll leave that to the imagination. Uh, Ava G says that her symptoms are worse than COVID. So we hope you're keeping well there, Ava. Just just watch out for that. Take a test if, if needs be. Uh, Sean Gilday too. I dream of Pather Gardner's socks pulled up high every night. Very interesting he should mention Pather Gardner, a man who's played such a pivotal role on this podcast in particular. But his high socks, yeah, high socks lead to high cocks in some regards. There's a man here, he said, he was as ha- I was at a house full of people from South Dublin and whistled by Floride who was playing. But he screamed, up Mayo, every time during the chorus. These are the things I love to hear, to be honest. I like the sound of that. Yeah, um, the the Dossers here says that, you know, it's very high for this time of year, and he, and he dreams of Edo and Matty Ruan, you know, fighting for hard balls, um, which is, you know, what we all like to see from, from our Mayo supporters. Something that, Mayo I, players, you right? know, his therapist or his counsellor might say otherwise, but to us now, that's basically what we love to hear. We love to hear that kind of energy. Yeah. There's another man who feels like Jimmy Sloyne and Paddy Power. That's the level of Mayo fever he's at. And I suppose that's a that's kind of a level of Mayo anger rather than Mayo fever, but I suppose... Love and hate, they exist on the exact same platform, Fat Larry. There's a very thin line that separates, you know, love and hate as emotions. And as Mayo fans, we'll go through the full range of those over the course of this season. Yeah, it's uh, it's a real emotional roller coaster, isn't it, supporting this team? Um, you know, Cormac Gibbons uh, says he's terminal. Uh, terminal Mayo fever. not be related to him. Um, Aidan D, too. He's reaching his climax, so it's nice to see he hasn't peaked yet. A lot of guys here are climactic, they're getting there. Well, I think, be careful, Fat Larry. I think if, you know, you blow that particular load at this stage of yeah. the season, what, what what resources do you have to dig deep into when it comes to July 24th? Because yeah. that's where yeah. I want to be peaking on that particular day. I would happily go dry between now and then for Mayo to win Sam on that particular day. Yeah, and and you'd love you'd love if you could talk sense, but it's just it's it's what makes supporting this Mayo team so hard is that you could tell us that if we were to completely shut off from you know supporting Mayo between now and July and completely forget that it existed, if it meant that we were going to win the All Ireland at the end of it, I could safely say a high percentage of Mayo supporters wouldn't have the patience or the the staying power to avoid going to these Alliance League games. Or showing up for autographs outside training sessions. And and I feel that that's what makes us what we are. We'd much rather blow the heads off these Mayo players. And if that means never winning an All-Ireland, then so be it. Just to round this off, Fat Larry, there's two people here whose comments have to be read out. There's one man who says he's up the walls with the fever. And another lad who says the bed is drowned. And I think that is as good a point as any to round off that particular segment of the podcast. It's really, really nice and... I get a very warm feeling inside when we interact with the fans in such a way. And I suppose it's a testament to the, the culture, the the highly strange culture around Mayo football that has been cultivated here through this podcast and page that 
leads us to getting responses like this and leads people to you at home getting to this very very late stage of the podcast and still be listening with your full attention it's it's bizarre really fat larry i'll never quite put my finger on it around it or in it but i suppose before we let the listener go and get back to real life and step away from this whirlwind podcast i'm looking at this extremely extensive notes and i feel like this will need to be shared online in some way shape or form yeah. you know I've been the exact same way, you're a yeah. devil for the detail fat larry and to see the effort you've put in there your your six-pronged approach to how you're going to dissect and discuss matters on this podcast today and you often would show up here completely unprepared and shoot from below the belt yeah not, to, not this evening i know we'll, no. we'll share it up on the socials there but We've got the, the agenda for this evening. It, 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 was, it was a quite a nuanced approach, I felt. We went for number one, pitch. Number two, Mayo players running. Number three, autograph. Number four, Dublin. Number five, Mayo's good form. And number six, fresh meat. And then we read back to number one again, Connor Loftus. And that was that's the agenda for tonight. So I, I'd be fairly confident between the, the himming and the hawing and the coming and the going and the jigs and the reels that we have covered all of those topics tonight so from that point of view you'd have to say we you know we achieved our performance targets and we did really well and it is all about the process the result of this podcast remains to be seen will anyone listen to it will anyone ever pass comment on it you know does it does the bear shit in the woods i don't know does the bear get back into the starting 15 for the game next weekend these are the questions on the forefronts of the minds of the mayo fans and i hope we've helped ease those minds in whatever which way we could on tonight's podcast and i suppose it's a good time as any to leave you with a couple of sediments and i suppose one thing i'd like to say if nothing else i'd like to say up mayo absolutely we'd like to take this opportunity to wish any Mayo supporter who is unwell enough um, who is travelling down to Tralee on Saturday evening if you're going to be one of that those hearty inbreds who are going to make that long drive down fair play to you you're 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 better than 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 myself and TJ here who are you know very much virgins when it comes to supporting this Mayo team in 2022 but when you've been around the block as long as we have you know that you know we're just trying to Peaking a little bit later this year, and it's not what you do in the league that counts, Matt Larry. It's all about the championship. From the championship, we'll be there, ready and waiting. The dry ball, the dry sod. I tell you, you'd be your mouth would be watering just thinking about it. Absolutely. So that's it, folks. We'll leave it there for now. Who knows when we'll talk to you again? It could be tomorrow. It could be in six months. It could be the week of the All Ireland final. But I think that is the 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 magic of this podcast and we hope you enjoy it and we'll be chatting to you very soon up mayo mayo do 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 Merton hit me an unmerciful one you didn't deserve it no 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 why I got up you hit him back no I didn't hit him back at all I hit him back with one four one four one goal and four points come back fucking five I hit him back with one four. I hit him back with one four. I hit him back with one four. You understand that, don't you? One goal and four pints. One goal and four pints. You understand that, don't you? I hit him back with one four. One of the reasons that we have left our